Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. Today, we're continuing our series on biblical principles on overarching topics. That is, what does the Bible has to say to the issues that our communities, our culture is wrestling with? And last week, we began with shalom. Before we got into bondage or addictions or any of those issues, we started talking about shalom. We talked about definition of shalom, what that is, um, but there's a reason why. Greg, can you please share with us why it's important to understand shalom before we think about any of the issues that our culture is is facing? It's the last two episodes, Leo. We we had a good amount of time just being able to share some of the studies that we have done in bondage throughout our state, as well as taking a look at it from a per capita perspective. And then we even went through what's possible solutions we could bring. But the reason why we wanted to start with the shalom in this is if you don't know where you came from and where you're going, you're never going to be able to get there. And what shalom tells us is what was creation originally? How did God design it? How did he intend it to work? Which is very important. If you don't know how your cars functions properly, how do you fix it? But then also God plans to restore shalom. Mm -hmm. The final part of the gospel is the restoration of all things. And that is where the gospel has taken us. It's the journey the Lord has creation on. And it's important for us to know that and see that end in sight. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about what separated these individuals that are on the wall of faith. It was their looking to promises that were yet to come. Mm -hmm. And a gigantic promise that is to come is the restoration of all things, a restoration of shalom. So as we go into any of these future biblical principle discussions, it's important that we ultimately know the the journey the Lord has us on. And it's the ultimate thing we can share with other people as we're presenting the gospel. Mm -hmm. The cross was a means to achieve the restoration of shalom. Mm -hmm. This is what God has always intended for your life and what God died for so you could have it again. Amen, Greg. That's very helpful. And Today, our goal is to get into what is bondage and what is addictions. Greg, how would you define those two things? Well, bondage and addictions ultimately break shalom. Mm-hmm. And what a bondage is an addiction is, is something that has control over you. It may start as a choice, but it's no longer a choice. I think of 1 Corinthians 6. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be brought under the control of anything. Anything you're in bondage or an addiction to is you're no longer able to control yourself. You can't help but go back again and again and again. And as people, we can get addicted to just about anything. That's great, Greg. That's helpful to understand what, what that is. Can you share with us a few biblical principles of bondage and of addictions that we can see in the Word and help us understand that better as we see how that breaks shalom. And then also as we're working with people, um, we're able to understand all that goes in through, you know, to, through 
uh, addictions and in, in, in bondage. So I'd love for you just to share with us some principles on that. Yeah, so we wrote out five biblical principles. Now, there's many more you could apply to this, mm -hmm. but these are the five basic ones we really concentrated on. First, addictions seem innocent in the beginning, as they promise life and entertainment. However, it ends in bondage and the loss of control of one's life. Right. Great analogy I heard once, and I might even shared it last week on the podcast, but I, I want to share it again. It's the idea of a fisherman with a hook and a worm. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of the worm? The worm's job is to distract you from the hook. Mm -hmm. And what's the fisherman's goal? It's to get the fish. It's to capture it. It's to trap it and ultimately to kill it. Mm -hmm. When it comes to bondage and addictions, the devil's the fisherman. Mm -hmm. And you and I are the fish. Mm -hmm. And the devil has one goal. He wants to steal the life that God has from you, and he wants to bring about death. And he'll use whatever different type of hook he has to use. But the devil's no fool. He doesn't just throw a hook at you. He puts a worm on it. And every addiction, every sin seems pleasing at first. It looks good to eat, Eve said at the fall of the garden. And what happens, the Hebrew says, the short-lived pleasure of sin. You look at that worm and you say, yes, I want it. And for just a brief moment, it's good. Mm -hmm. And then the hook comes in. And this happens in so many areas. Pornography. Mm -hmm. It's so pleasing at first mm -hmm. until the guilt and shame comes in afterwards. It's in adultery. That relationship's fun until it destroys your life. Mm -hmm. Happens in gambling. You had a lot of fun for a little while until your life savings is gone mm -hmm. and your mortgage is gone. It is in um, smoking cigarettes, having methamphetamine. Started as a fun time at a party, mm -hmm. now you can't quit. Isn't that a few drinks of alcohol that turns into I can't put it down and I got pulled over for the third time with a DUI. And this is how the devil works. In the innocent, it seems so innocent in the beginning, but you eventually lose control. Amen. That's so true, Greg. That's at the bottom of any addiction and bondage. That's right. What are some other principles that you see, Greg? Our second principle is addictions and bondage come at a very high cost for the individual family and community. Hmm. So that thing that started as a worm that turned into a hook, First, it costs you, right? but then it goes into your family, and then it ripples into the community. You think about a gambling addiction. At first, you're addicted. You're starting to spend some of your money. Well, now all of a sudden, your right. family's money is being depleted. And when you hit rock bottom, the community's left behind cleaning up the mess. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that fourth, fifth DUI that you end up going to jail for. Well, who's going to take care of that family and that kids that you right. left behind? And what you, happens is when addiction comes into a community and it impacts family after family after family, a community ultimately ends up bearing the burdens, right. which results in a welfare state that grows significantly mm -hmm. but is unable to heal. A welfare state can only bring relief to the pain, but it cannot heal the pain. Mm. And you throw in the this how long mankind has been here. We are full of wounds 
all around the world in society mm-hmm. from bondage and addictions throughout history. Right. And it passes from generation to generation to generation. And the ultimate hope is a restoration of shalom. Like just going back to what we said at the beginning mm-hmm. is that understand that concept so crucial because this discussion just continues to get disheartening. Right. That's right. That's right, Greg. Ultimately, the family, the community is affected by it. Greg, as we think about addictions in, uh, in bondage, um, what we begin to see is the need for intervention. Um, how does that look like? What are some principles that we can take from the word as far as how to intervene in a situation like that? As you see a family member going through addictions or bondage, um, or you see a neighbor, and you see the community now overwhelmed with um, just multiple families, broken families, and affecting the economy, affecting the community as a whole, what, what does intervention, according to the word, looks like? So our third principle is addictions and bondage require brokenness and intervention for a person to be set free. Mm-hmm. Notice the brokenness and intervention. And I want to point to John 1.9. Okay. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins mm. and purify us from unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. James 5 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. Yeah. The first step to salvation, the first step to dealing with sin, the first step to dealing with bondage and addictions right. is confessing you're broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's asking for help. Help from the Lord, but then also just help from the community. Mm-hmm. Some addictions, like you need really serious help being set free. Right. But it must start with brokenness. You must understand something is wrong and that this fish hook is not pleasurable. I do not want it anymore. It is a change in desire. Mm-hmm. Then you need help to achieve the desire that you now have. Mm-hmm. That's so good, Greg. And it, it's it's interesting that in the Word, when we are working with people, there's a spiritual and physical component, uh, as we often mention, and that brokenness has to be, in many you know, in many ways, in both aspects. Um, I, I, we have great um, programs and, and that can help people um, alleviate their pain or help people to improve. But when we want to, when we desire that healing that's complete, there has to be that um, brokenness in the spirit of understanding your sinfulness and, and need for a savior. If, if a healing will to happen completely, that's great, Greg. Um, we're talking about intervention, Greg, and. But there's more than we can do than intervene when the problem is already happening or the community is already suffering. Um, there, where's, what are some principles that the word can speak into protecting people from getting into the issues of addictions or bondage? So we wouldn't be the Shepherd King podcast if we didn't talk about government. Mm-hmm. Our fourth principle is the law is a tool and guide to protect people from bondage and addictions. Right. The law cannot 100% stop people mm-hmm. from pursuing things that are in it to addict them. Right. And some of the things we're addicted to aren't even unlawful. Mm-hmm. For example, I, I struggle with food. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't make food illegal. Right. You and I aren't alive anymore, right? right? So there's a lot of addictions you can't outlaw. Mm-hmm. But there's many addictions that are illegal mm-hmm. that people still get into. Right. So it's important to put the law in the right concept. What is it? Mm-hmm. It's speed bumps. 
The law should put up speed bumps that slow you down mm. from shipwreck in your mm-hmm. life. So then give a verse in Galatians, mm-hmm. Galatians 3.24. The law then was our guardian until Christ. Right. So it would be justified by faith. Romans 7.7, mm-hmm. 7, then what should we say then? Is the, is the law sin? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I would not have known sin if it were not for the law. Mm-hmm. The law is an incredible teacher. The law can say, you know what? Do not do meth, do not do marijuana, because it's going to harm you. That's why it's illegal. Mm -hmm. That's why it's illegal to actually distribute, sell, and create pornography Mm -hmm. in the United States of America. The law is telling us, do not pursue this way of life. Mm -hmm. And here's consequences that are here to teach you and redirect you so that you do not eventually end up all the way in death. Think of law as a safety net against yourself. Mm Is it limited? Of course it's limited because the human nature is broken, but it is a helpful tool. There are many people today that have not gotten into addictions because the law prevented them from taking that path. And there's many people today that the law corrected them and helped set them on a new course of life. Think of the number of people in our communities that Mm -hmm. struggle with alcohol Mm -hmm. that got arrested, the people that struggle with drugs that got arrested, the people that... Um, laundered money for their gambling addiction that got mm-hmm. arrested, right. that changed the course of their life in prison, that God got a hold of them mm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Law matters, and it has a role to play in this. Mm. That's so good, Greg. That's true. It, there's so many blessings that come uh, f- from the law. I think oftentimes we we minimize the importance of the law in protecting people. Now, when we think about bondage, when you talk about the hook, when you talk about the worm and the, the, the fish, you know, and the fishermen, comparing fishermen to, to the enemy, the devil, and then the fish, like compared to us, you know, the mm-hmm. hook and the worm, um, we understand that this is not something that only human beings came up with. Those worms, those uh, ideas or entertainments that at first give you pleasure, but then it hooks you into death or into suffering, uh, didn't come from pure human ideas, but actually there is a greater, um, there, there is a, uh, there's a spiritual component to it and uh, that influences our culture to, you know, entangle people or hook people into it. So would you mind just talking about how are people kept in bondage? Where does that come, in, come from? The ultimate truth we must understand with bondage, oppressors want to keep people mm-hmm. in bondage. They want to, mm-hmm. and they will build a business model around it. Mm-hmm. The ultimate oppressor is the devil. Right. The devil does not desire people to be set free. He does not desire for them to have a relationship with Christ. He does not desire for them to have eternity of shalom. That's a spirit, yeah. He wants death. And the devil has captives that he is using in creation to be mm-hmm. instruments of death, instruments of oppression. Right. If you are addicted... To alcohol, mm-hmm. the alcohol industry makes a lot of money on you. Yes. Over 60% of their revenue comes from alcoholics. Yeah. The tobacco industry has an interest of keeping you addicted to tobacco because mm. they make money off of your addiction to nicotine. Mm-hmm. The pornography industry does not desire for you to quit looking at porn. They give you free pornography to get you addicted so that someday you buy more or even worse, you move into the trafficking 
industry. Mm. The universal rule we must always understand mm. is the oppressor never wants to set you free. So the last place you should go for help is the oppressor. Mm-hmm. The last place we should go for help spiritually is the devil mm-hmm. or the things being ruled by him. Mm-hmm. And the last place we should go, if you're addicted to cigarettes, don't go to the tobacco industry for help on breaking cigarette addiction. Yeah. Don't go to the casino to help you get free from gambling. Mm-hmm. Their vested interest is to keep you in bondage. Mm-hmm. What you actually need to do is flee. The scripture right. says to flee from the devil, to resist the devil. Right. We need to flee from oppression and seek help where help is being given. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in the spirit of oppression and freedom. It's impossible. Mm, that's so good, Greg. Well, Greg, thank you. Thank you so much for talking about bondage and addictions. Would you mind just summarizing our the five principles that we talked about uh, before we end our podcast? I think that would be helpful to see them all at once and how they're helpful as we are meeting people in our communities. We most likely all have somebody in our lives that we know is perhaps dealing with addictions or bondage. You know, we know the consequences of sin in our own very own lives and lives of people around us. So please share with us those five principles. Yep. Addictions seem innocent in the beginning as they promise life and entertainment. However, it ends in bondage and the loss of control of one's life. Addictions and bondage come at a very high cost for the individual, family, and community. Addictions and bondage require brokenness and intervention in order for a person to be Mm -hmm. set free. The law is a tool and guide to protect people from bondage and addictions. And lastly, oppressors want to keep people in bondage. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Greg. And our heart is that this podcast, as we speak into the issues that our communities are thinking about in our culture, is... um, trying to discern how to deal with it, how to help people with it. We pray that these biblical principles can help us as we think about those things and also help us as we engage even with our governing authorities about those issues. So please stay tuned for more uh, topics and issues that we will be covering in this series of our podcast. Thank you. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com church.